Welcome back, listeners, to this week's episode of If I Only Knew. Today, we're lucky to have Fred back with us because he's been on death's door, suffering from the terrible COVID. Um, now, obviously, uh, this is a pretty serious deal, uh, but you've had a few vaccines and whatnot, Fred. So how are you doing? Are you alive? Are you still with us? Matt, I'm here. Excellent. Okay. Despite popular belief, all jokes aside... I don't recommend it, Matt, Mm, and mm. I want to tell you why. Mm. I'm in reasonably good health. Mm. I had three doses of the vaccine, and here's how it happened. I was told someone in the office had it. I won't mention their name because I haven't sacked them yet. (laughs) And you're not allowed to sack them for that. that, No, no. We'll we'll manufacture another reason. (laughs) But a day later, I noticed something by way of a mild symptom. And I was talking to our mutual colleague and my good friend, Dr. Kylie, on the Tuesday at 10 o'clock. Right. When I said the words, I'm feeling a bit sick, I wonder if it's COVID. By 11.30 that day, I was in bed and could not move. I did not leave that bed for 36 hours. Oh, Fred. And I'm talking fever dreams, Spirit guides, you know, magic mushrooms slash peyote tripping. But for those that are out there and are COVID deniers or vaccine deniers, I have to say to you as a professional in the mental health space, go and get help because it hit me like a freight train. And if you don't believe it exists or you think you can deal with it without a vaccine, you have serious issues, okay? I am telling you, it's not the flu. It is not flu-like. It shares a set of symptoms that we once would have associated with the flu, but it's like it's on steroids. Now, I know that's my experience, and others have said they've had a milder form, and, of course, we see other people in the ICU, and I get it. It's no joke. Mm. So if they say that there's a fourth booster, a fifth booster, a seventh lineup, get all the shots, okay? Stop thinking it's a joke because I'm telling you it's no joke when you get it. And to the point where at one point, Matt, I did think I was going to have to call an ambulance because I was struggling breathing. That did pass. I was fortunate. But I'd imagine for some people, not so much. But I'm here, Mm. okay? And I want to say, take all the public health information very seriously. Just because you mightn't have had it doesn't mean this thing is over and it's no joke, Mm. okay? But I'm here and I would never let our loyal listeners down, all all the the, the thousands of them. (laughs) And I know people were checking in, what's going on, you know. We heard Matt gave you COVID so he could be the star of the show. Matt was unrelated to this, people. (laughs) No, that's right. And I didn't want to be left without you for another week, Fred. It would have been a disappointment for sure. Matt, the only thing that snapped me out of COVID, right, was Chris Rock telling a joke and Will Smith delivering the punchline. On national television. Oh, my God. Now, let's talk about the slap heard round the world. Mm. Matt, you told me before, it's two very rich celebrities at a very decadent event. Yeah. Yeah. 
One got annoyed at a joke from another, and you couldn't give a rat's about it. Tell me about that, Matt. <laughs> oh, Christ, Fred. I couldn't believe it when I woke up that morning. It uh, it was just all over social media. I thought it was a joke at first, and obviously went and had a look, and it clearly wasn't. Um, look, I know there's a lot of important social debates that this serves as a site for, and I think that's a part of why it's been so controversial, right? There's a question about the role that comedy should play in our society. There's a question around the role of disability and illness and, and what's okay to say and what's not. There's important gender dynamics here because Will Smith was defending a woman, his wife, and there's important social implications, this being at the Oscars, the role of race, all that stuff is important here. But honestly, there was so much conversation about it, I couldn't give a shit, Fred. These people are so well off, and this is the, the Oscars, the, the height of decadent cultural elite, in my personal opinion, and man, it captured the... Uh, cultural space for a good a good week and uh, there's been some good memes out of it that's been my personal favorite uh, outcome but christ there was a lot of conversation that uh that i just i just didn't want to engage with i know it's important to some people but man i thought it was a lot was made out of it at the time look i, I have to say it is bizarre that an actor slapping a comedian at award at an award show, admittedly or, or allegedly one of the biggest award shows in the world, can knock the war in Ukraine out of the yeah. news cycle. Yeah. Okay. So and I also, get Fred, sorry, and also it knocks the other stars at the Oscars out of the news cycle, which frustrated me. There were some really central, like, firsts, firsts for inclusivity, firsts for diversity that were kind of overlooked because of because of the slap, yeah. Well, it's fascinating for me insofar as we had some real triumphs for people with diverse abilities. You had only the second actor that was profoundly deaf winning an Oscar. Mm-hmm. You had the first black producer of the Oscars, as I understand it. But I've got to ask you a question, Matt. The joke. The joke <laughs> that caused the slap. Okay? Give me a take on this joke. Was the joke too far across the line? Oh, look, I didn't personally think so, Fred. I wasn't there, and I also don't have any personal experiences of these illnesses or these problems, but I felt as if it wasn't a joke that said, you are a bad person because of your hair loss or whatever, which I believe is what the joke was about. It was just kind of commenting on the roles that Jada plays, I think. Um, and, and I don't want to minimize that. I'm sure there are people out there who would be insulted or offended by that. And perhaps it was in poor taste, but it didn't seem like it was, it was vilifying or, or, um, overtly targeting her and and her, um, personality. I didn't think it was especially funny. Like, I didn't think it was really a good joke. Um, and I've also heard some stuff that, you know, maybe Chris Rock didn't even write it. At the very least, there would have been a few people who would have had a look over the jokes that were said at the Oscars before they were actually presented, right? So clearly there are a few eyes on this. And I just, I just felt like it was a bit of a, a shitty joke, but it didn't seem like, you know, there's plenty of things in this world that people say that I reckon probably do deserve a slapping, but, uh, it didn't seem like that was one of them to me. I, I, I find myself on the other side of the issue Mm. insofar as I like my comedy on the edge, Mm. but that joke for me was a cheap shot. Right. It was punching down on somebody over a medical issue. And, And here's my take on it. It's a really simple one. If Chris Rock didn't write it, whoever did was more than aware that there were things going on, unless it was totally ad-libbed in the moment, which it might have been. I, I don't know if it was. Sure, yeah, yeah. But the reality is it was punching down on a medical condition. Mm, mm. 
And if we were talking about somebody that was a survivor of cancer or something like that, you wouldn't have made the joke mm. because it would have been too far. But I'm conflicted because I don't believe anybody should ever jump the stage. Yeah, yeah. To take on a comedian or the front person of a band or yeah. a politician because I think if you're in the audience, you sign up, particularly at an event like that, you sign up for what you get. And these pampered, very rich people don't get to find themselves in the victim state. When they go to an event and they're given a show bag with $150,000, right? What do you think about Will Smith defending his wife? Is that that, uh, misogynistic? Is it uh, archaic? Is he uh, some sort of stuck-in-time... Yeah. You know, Neanderthal, what do you reckon? Yeah, look, I think yeah, I think I buy what you say about it being punched down, and I think I definitely agree with that. It wasn't a good joke. It was in poor taste. Um, but I also think that's not something that one should be slapped for, especially not, you know, in a, in a com- comedic setting. Will Smith's decision to act there... Look, I actually don't want to say too much about my opinions about Will Smith here because I just feel like there must be a lot going on in this situation that we don't understand, Fred. Because, like, to to be in that circumstance, to hear that joke, to wait a moment... It it appeared on camera as if you were laughing for a moment and then to stand up, slap Chris Rock, come down and then yell at him. That's, That's almost incomprehensible to me. Right, Fred? Like, I think there's other things going on here in a personal life, in a professional life, whatever it might be, between Will and between his wife, between Chris, whatever it might be. Um, And I think that's my kind of other side of confliction around this, is that, you know, as much as it's a huge news story and there's all this media kerfuffle around it, I also think it's just, like, we don't know anything except what we just saw. In terms of just, like, what it is that we've seen, I don't think it's appropriate for someone to slap someone else on another person's behalf, right? If if Jada wanted to slap Chris Rock, I suppose she could have done that, right? Like, I suppose that's just something that could have happened. And I think that it's not really uh, an appropriate social dynamic for, for someone to go up and slap someone else uh, without consulting, you know, the person who the joke's actually about. Um, but I think as well, it's, it's perhaps somewhat easier for Will to justify his own actions when he is acting on behalf of someone, particularly perhaps because they're a woman, because we have this social sense where it is more righteous to defend someone else than it is to defend yourself. And I wonder if uh, it, it would have been perhaps even more controversial of Will Smith to slap Chris Rock if the joke had been about Will Smith himself. Um, I suspect that would have yeah. been different. If it had been about him, the issue would have been that he had a glass jaw and that he couldn't take a joke. Mm, mm. If Jada had gotten up and knocked Chris Rock out, which she probably quite possibly could have (laughs) done, I think it's a different conversation. But ultimately it boils down to there are so many better ways to deal with the issue. Even if Will Smith had rushed the stage, put his arm around Chris Rock and said, your jokes are really funny, but you don't punch down on medical conditions in our community. Mm, mm, no, for sure. And sat down, he probably would have gotten a standing ovation. Yeah, yeah. Will, Will Smith was ready to walk up on stage in front of everyone and do something as outrageous as slap a person. I suspect he yeah. could have found it within himself to make an articulate point about the situation instead. And, and let's be honest, I think you're right in one regard. It's the straw that broke the camel's back. These people have their life right out intentionally... Mm have their personal life right out in the media. They have a show. Mm. They've spoken about infidelity. 
they've spoken about issues with their kids. They have monetized their own trauma. Right. And it's called the Red Table, I believe. I haven't watched it myself. But the family has monetized its celebrity and therefore its trauma, trying to proselytize about the way people should live their lives because they've gone through this stuff. These people are millionaires, right? Like mm. they will not know the, tra- the sort of trauma that most people deal with every day. And then I'm of the opinion that it was a little more calculated than it looked. Right, yeah. I'm of the absolute belief that Will Smith picked a moment where he was almost untouchable to sort of say to the entertainment industry, no more. Okay, yeah. And I think if it had been a different rock, like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, <laughs> yes. he might have put his arm around him rather than try to slap him. I do think there's some animosity with him and Chris Rock. I want to ask one last question on this. He then got up and won the major award, right? <laughs> yeah, how nuts was that? Well, I think he knew he was going to get it because I do think they get a tip-off, which I right. think contributed to his calculated effort with the slap. But two questions about that. One, should he have apologised to anybody and or Chris Rock in his acceptance speech? And B, should they take the award off him? Look, I think think the apology side of it is very interesting because I think that speaks a little bit to how premeditated you think something like that slap was. If he comes away from it and then feels really bad about it, right? Like if you've just done that and then you feel really bad about it, you absolutely should apologize. It doesn't make things better. It's it's not okay. But I think apologizing is the appropriate thing to do if you've come to your senses, if you like, for it. Should he apologize to the Academy is an interesting question because, you know, I kind of think he made a little bit of a circus out of the Oscars this year and, and perhaps the, the prestige of, of the Oscars could have could have suffered because of that. However, I actually think that's the wrong way to look about this because, in my opinion, this is the most relevant and talked about Oscars in the last decade, right? Mm-hmm. And I actually think what Will Smith did during that Oscars ceremony was the most positive thing that could have happened to the Oscars for a long time because in my opinion they've been fading out of relevancy over time and I think this brought it back to relevancy at least for a moment so I think that while I understand the necessity to apologise to the Academy in this situation I actually think he's done them a favour if perhaps indirectly should he have his Oscar taken away from him look I don't know anything about taking away Oscars from people Um, if we're going to like take Oscars away from people there are a lot of people who shouldn't have Oscars and I think it would be the wrong choice to take this Oscar away and no other Oscars away simply because this was such a public one and even because it's you know such an immediate one I know that you know there's a difference between finding out something happened 20 years ago or finding it out this year but I think that's only an emotional difference I don't think that's an actually meaningful difference and one that we should take into account so look I'm I'm kind of in favour, probably, of taking these awards away from people who do, you know, ethically questionable things. And perhaps there should be an ethics committee at the Oscars that can evaluate something like that, Fred. But I imagine they'd have their work bloody well cut out for them, hey? Absolutely. Um, And so I don't think that really that's a feasible action. Um, So, yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't have it taken away from them unless we were going to start doing that as a bit of a a process into the the past and into the future. I think one of the things to be really mindful of is that the Oscars shouldn't be held up as any sort of beacon of virtue. Mm, yeah, yeah, These are people pretending. They're pretending to be other people, and if they do a really good job, other people good at pretending to be other people, nominate them, use publicists, use a big juggernaut of, of money from studios 
to lobby for people to be recognised. He won the award. You can take it off him now, but he still won the award Mm -hmm. for being the best person at pretending to be somebody else in his category. I also know the Oscars has a really checkered past with alcohol abuse, drunk presenters, presenters that are stoned off their gourd. I mean, let's call it what it is. If anybody's taking their moral high ground off actors, they're probably getting something wrong in life. I think the one person that came out of it doing okay despite a really bad joke was Chris Rock who Mm. kept the show rolling. Mm. Now, if you look at the size of Will Smith's hand, it's about the size of Chris Rock's whole face. (laughs) And he really did nail him. Now, I want to end this episode. I survived COVID. Chris Rock survived the slap. What is your favourite meme that you have seen coming out of the slap, Matt? Oh, man, Fred, describing memes is tough. Um, there was one where, where there was a cat that was, like, smacking the shit out of another cat, and they they just put, like, the, the cutout of Chris Rock's face on the other cat and the cutout of Will Smith on the cat that was doing the smacking, and they just kind of went back and forth on him um, over and over again. I don't know, they set to good music. It really made me laugh, and it was, you know, these, these cats smacking the shit out of one another. It really, uh, really got to me. My favourite was a simple one, Okay. Simple, clean, easy. The photo of Chris Rock being slapped by Will Smith and it just had rock above Chris Rock and paper next <laughs> to Will Smith's hand. That's good. Because paper beats rock every time. Guys, obviously we don't endorse any form of violence. And I have to say, if Will Smith wanted to deliver a message, The message he delivered was lost because of his actions. Let that be a lesson to everybody. Yeah. But in a world where there are wars and pandemics, really rich pampered entertainers cracking the shits shouldn't be the first story in the news. And I think that in itself is probably one of the biggest takeouts I take from the slap hurt around the world. Mm. Okay. Uh, It wasn't clever. It wasn't smart. I think it was premeditated. I absolutely think it was calculated. And I think it was one of those actions that you do at a certain point and a certain time to create controversy and shift things away from something else. And I just really feel bad for the the Williams family who have a remarkable story and were recognised for that story in an actor's nomination and an actor's award um, and now Venus and Serena's dad sort of piles into the background because Will Smith slapped someone. So, Matt, it's good to be back on deck, you know. Great to chat with you again, Fred. Yeah, I know that I was – everybody, Matt sent me soup every day. Uh, inter, interstate soup, that's right. There right. were get well soon cards. There were, fl- I think, flowers from him at, at least a bunch uh, every third day. He couldn't have been more interested. He didn't contact me once, all right? <laughs> I didn't know you had COVID. I, I was on the 11th gate. You know, I was there. I was knocking at the gate, waving at St. Peter. He could, he, or, you know what he said? Fantastic. It's all mine now. That's all I heard, and I had to bring myself back, people. Thank you, Matt. Great to be back. Fantastic short little episode. I know that we've got some really interesting stuff coming up. Matt's put some real work into probably a two-part episode that we're going to do on emerging technologies in this fantastic thing called the metaverse. 
which I'm really inspired by because it means nothing to me right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, keen to get into that one. All right, thank you for this week, Matt. Excellent. See you soon, Fred. And bye, listeners. Thank you for listening. This podcast is a Better Pod Group production with special thanks to our researcher, Nicola Binks, executive producer, Matt Blanche, the providers of our theme song with credits that are in our bio, and of course, you, the listener. It's important to remember that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Whilst there are therapeutic themes discussed, in no way is this podcast considered treatment, and in the event you're in a psychological emergency, please reach out in whatever way you can through 000 or Lifeline 131114. It's important to remember that the discussion is for entertainment purposes and the opinions voiced by podcast hosts are theirs and theirs alone. Any reference to copyright or copywritten material is, of course, the copyright of the copyright owner and or relevant corporate entities. Thank you for listening to Better Pod Group Productions and tune in to some of our other excellent pod productions on this network.